On the eve of the Big Ten Championship game, we break it down. It is a tall hill for the Iowa Hawkeyes to climb. What would it pull take for the Hawkeyes to pull the shocker? And we talked to LaShawn Daniels, former Hawkeye running back. What's Kirk Ferentz say before big games? Today, Locked On Hawkeyes. You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon. That's LaShawn Daniels, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're here. Just takes a moment. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. LaShawn, we sit here on the precipice of the Big Ten Championship game. I'm going to be departing shortly for Indianapolis. You know, you just got a quick drive to get there. We going to find you in Indianapolis, or are you going to sit this one out this year? Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out this year. Uh, The last two times I've been there, both as fan and player, haven't gone Iowa's way, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that maybe if I don't head to Indy this time around, things will uh, go better in our favor, so. We're going to talk a little bit more about the game, break things down. It is going to take a Herculean effort for Iowa to pull off this upset here. And uh, we'll talk about if there is any realistic path for Iowa to get that done. But uh, first to look back at last week and the final, it was 58 minutes of boredom and then two minutes of just ridiculousness at the end of the Iowa-Nebraska game as we go back to a week ago on Black Friday. Uh, just a craziness. And you know, we've talked about the game here this week on the podcast, LaShawn. What I want to get your perspective is just in moments like that, there is going back to the 2015 team, just that belief that Iowa football seemingly always has that we're going to fight away. And what is it about the program? What is it? Because everybody tries to do that, but Iowa does it at a different level. Yeah. Um, you know, if I, I feel like I don't know the exact reason why let's see coach Ferentz and mm-hmm. staff do an excellent job in getting us prepared every single week really trying to harp on us about being comfortable when things aren't you know going your way when things are a lot of troubles are happening especially during the football game like just getting being comfortable in that environment and that really starts from the the winter and you get back and you get into winter conditioning and strength conditioning and then you go through spring ball and you go through the summer you go to fall camp like all of that um being comfortable while being uncomfortable is i think something that the, the staff harps on and it's really a, a building uh wide thing and it ends up carrying over into the season when you get into those gotta have it moments and you know those situations where hey it's it's you know third third fourth down late in the ball game and someone has to make a play. And those are things that we, we practice and we focus on uh, really weekend and, and day in and day out. And that's part of the reason why it gets to those late game situations. And it feels like Iowa always has a, a reason or finds a way to pull it out. It's just because those are, those are, those are areas of the game that we harp on and we, we focus on those uh, uh, time periods. So when they do show up that, that everyone's prepared and, and ready to go, but 
I wouldn't say that that it's necessarily magic because I feel like every other, you know, team around the country, at least uh, contending teams, practice that or, or do that type, some type of way. But there's just something about Coach Ferentz and and the, the culture that he's built uh, in during his tenure at, at Iowa that it, it really goes out and it, it shows itself on, on Saturdays or Fridays, um, for, for that matter, um, for, for the Iowa, Iowa team. And you really saw it come to fruition on uh, Friday against Nebraska. We know that Kirk Ferentz is not a rah-rah guy. You know, he, he's not Newt Rockney, win one for the gift, or we're going to run left, or we're going to run light. No, that, that's, that, that's not Kirk. But, you know, I've heard stories throughout the years of, of Kirk in the locker room, kind of what it's like. Take us behind the scenes. And uh, going into a game like this, where Iowa is a decided underdog, what is it like? What is the pregame speech? I, I know it's not going to be, uh, we're not talking about any given Sunday, right? He's not going to have one of those <laughs> at, at every inch. But what Coach Ferris is like going in and kind of usually his final statement, certainly in a game like this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've talked about it before on this pod, but it's something that it it starts really like that first, that Monday as you get into game week. And it starts in that first team meeting. And and Coach Ferentz will typically like rely back on, on past experiences of when times when he was a coach, uh, earlier times when he's coached with, with different teams, um, and how they would go ahead and prepare for for games like this. So uh, early on in the week, he'll bring up how they went up, how again how they prepared against you know maybe Michigan um, in years past, uh, right? Maybe early in his tenure, or even as recently, probably as, as twenty sixteen, kind of how he went. Uh, ahead and then got prepared for a team like this saying saying here's the things that uh that you know certain players certain leaders on the team would do and during the game these are plays that little plays that were made throughout the game um that helped swing momentum and, and getting the players to really buy into the fact that every single one of these these football games that we've played in when it's a situation like this um that you you guys are going to be the underdogs it's it's nothing new a lot of you guys have, that have been recruited here have been underdogs a lot of you guys didn't have um offers from every every team in the country not uh especially not you know your your blue blood schools like you know michigan or ohio state or um you know some of those top sec schools and so on and so forth and really tries to harp on that and really get that in the mind of players like this is your opportunity to go out there and really prove those those guys wrong and why they why they should have been after you, why they should have been uh, trying to get you on, on their team. And then slowly just building that uh, throughout the week, throughout practice, throughout meetings. And uh, obviously as we'll have a ton of respect for the team that we're going against, but and they knows that, Hey, if, if we can do these little things, if we can, you know, still play here, still play there and keep it sticky throughout the entire game. And then you get to late in the fourth quarter where, hey, it's now it's time. Hey, someone's got to go ahead and make a play. And because we're used to that environment, we're used to playing things, uh, everything is tight, everything's close, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's in practice, whether it's in the games, you know, you're used to being in, in that type of environment. And now you're, uh, you know, anticipating the, the other team to go ahead and make a mistake because now all the pressure is on them. And really building upon that. And then we get to, you know, Saturday Saturday uh, night or Saturday, whatever, whatever time the game happens to be in. Um, it doesn't really give you too much uh, of a speech uh, before the game. Basically just lets everybody know that, hey, we're ready to go. We go ahead and we, we play our game. We play we play smart, tough, physical football. We'll go
go ahead and be be ready to go, uh, you know, at, at kickoff, and we'll be ready to go for all four quarters. So that, that's usually kind of how it ends up playing itself out. It's never just a, you know, miracle <laughs> movie speech <laughs> before yeah. the game. It's a it's really a, a week long process that's been built up, um, you know, really throughout the entire entire season up to this point, and you know, everyone ends up being ready to to go out there and. and their hearts out so that's that's really what it's like um before going into a game like this iowa is more than a three touchdown underdog we'll get into our picks here coming up on the show and Lashawn, i updated the uh, standings last night it is a tight one going into our final week of the season here mm-hmm. as we'll make our picks including the iowa game and four others five picks every single week we'll do that a little bit later on but when we continue here on lockdown hawkeyes it's time to talk about the game if iowa is going to pull off this upset How is it going to be done? We'll do that as we continue Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Don't have to worry about the point spread, nothing like that. It is all about betting that money line, and watching the winnings roll in. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. They got the point spreads. They got the over-unders, player props, and so much more. A wide menu of futures. And, in fact, my ticket cash, Iowa Big Ten West, if you're listening to us this summer. Hop on the app, and you'll find so many options for you. Visit FanDuel.com slash College to kick off the NFL season right. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Trey kind of back with you alongside LaShawn Daniels. This is the locked on Hawkeyes podcast. LaShawn will make our picks coming up here in just a moment. But before that, let's talk about the game. It is Michigan. They are rolling uh, win against Ohio state last week. Hair on fire at times against uh, Maryland. Penn State, a dominating effort as J.J. McCarthy doesn't even have to throw the ball in the second half. This team is well-equipped. And, you know, if Iowa had Cade McNamara and Eric All and Luke Lachey and Cooper DeGene, the path would still be incredibly difficult, but it'd be plausible where you can come up with something. Here, I'm struggling with Sean. So bring me a little light. Bring some positivity here because it's hard for me to find it this week. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough. Um, we saw how Michigan played against Ohio state doing a great job of really limiting the amount of big plays that, that they could could have. I mean, obviously Marvin Harrison, he's going to, he's going to get a couple big catches. I mean, that was, was going to be a given, but as a whole and as a team, especially defensively, they did a great job of limiting um, those big play opportunities. And then on the flip side of things, offensively, they were able to find a way to just continue to stay on the field. Ohio State's defense really did, you know, find find ways to get after them and put them in third and medium to third and long situations. But Michigan was able to, uh, you know, get enough yards on third down and put themselves in a position to, hey, go ahead and go for it and convert on fourth down, which I thought was really impressive. And that's, again, that's part of the reason why they were able to pull that that football game out. So when you look at Iowa and how they're going to be able to beat Michigan, they're going to have to basically employ that same that same they say, same type of strategy. They're going to have to find a way to limit Michigan's um, 
big plays in the, in the passing game and limit, especially limit the, the two really good running backs that they have, um, which again, you know, Blake Corum has been extremely good for them over uh, the past uh, couple seasons. And then Donovan Edwards, I mean, he can hit a home run on, on you at any point in time yet that he touches the football. So um, knowing that you're going to have to limit that as much as possible. And then us on offense, we're going to have to, you know, keep the ball. We're going to have to sustain drives and slow the ball game down, limit the amount of possessions as possible uh, for, for Michigan. And again, it, it's been tough for us to do that against, um, you know, big, big 10 West opponents that haven't, that aren't going to be as good as, as Michigan. So it's definitely going to be, be a tall task, but it's nothing. It's not that, that it's not like we, we haven't been able to do it before. Granted, you look at us back in 2016, right? We come off getting, you know, blown out against Penn State. Just things weren't going well. Michigan, again, they were a really good football team that 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 year. Granted, they're not as good as they are this year, but um, even in that game, we found ourselves down uh, ten points um, in that football game, and then found a way to, to start calling back. You know, being making some physical plays. Uh, you know, forcing them into some some mistakes and, and things like that. Like those are going to be, it's going to have to be a scrappy type bar fight type football game for us to be able to, to pull pull it out. And you know, you you, you never know um, in, in situations like this or games like this. It's definitely a little bit tougher since it's going to be at a neutral site versus in it. Um, but I'm not going to say that it's impossible because again, it's it's any given Saturday. But it's definitely going to be extremely extremely tough. You know, it's a game where, you know, I like to say this is a term that I, I really like. You don't have to play perfect, but you have to play clean. And I think that's Iowa football a lot. Here, it almost feels like you have to play perfect. You know, and, and it's it's seemingly almost impossible to play a perfect football game. But when there's an opportunity there, look, you can't drop an interception, right? If the ball hits your face, you, you have to do that. And you're probably going to have to have a big return in there, either in the return game, off an interception, a scoop and score. You're going to need something like that. You can't turn the football over at all. You just can't. You can't give them short fields. And one other thing that in this game, opening drive, you know, we've seen Iowa scripted plays have gone well this year throughout the course of the season, as bad as the offense has been. Scripted plays have been solid. In a game like this, Iowa drives to midfield. They're facing fourth and two. I think Kirk's got to be a little uncomfortable. And I know that is so out of his comfort zone. He just wants to have it a grinded out type of game or in the third quarter and you are hanging around and it's 13, three you're at your own 38. It's fourth and one. He's going to have to go. I mean, there, there has to be a little uncomfortable nature here to ultimately pull this off. Yeah. How Iowa wins games. I get as a kind of certain blueprint to pull these kind of upsets, but in a game like this, where there's always a talent gap when I was facing, you know, these elite level teams, the gap is so much more significant, though, in this one. Kirk has to be a little bit more uncomfortable. Brian has to be more uncomfortable. Maybe Phil has to be more uncomfortable. Is that fair to say when you're looking at this game? Because this is different than any of those other up upsets. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, this is a totally different thing. First off, this is a Big Ten championship game, neutral site, teams playing for uh, really the number one seed in the college football playoff. Like, this is a totally, totally different type of deal here. Um yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do things differently than than what they normally do. I mean, you look back at some of those those big wins. I mean, you go back to hey the that Ohio State game, and you look at the way that they were able to obviously Josh Jackson great game, you know, forcing 
three, three interceptions and then Amani Hooker first play of the game, you know, pick six. Like those are those are the type of things that defensively, yeah, you're, you're going to be looking for opportunities like that. And then us, us on offense, uh, just consistent drives and, and really players making plays and putting, you know, your guys in positions to make plays. See, the tight ends played great that day. Nate Stanley played great. Akron played great. Like guys were around making plays and it was typically a little bit different of a game plan than, than you typically expect from an Iowa football football team. And those are the type of things that you're going to have to go ahead and do when you're in a game like this, you're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive. You're going to have to take some different shots here and there. They've got a fantastic corner over there uh, on Michigan as well. So you're going to have to, you're not going to be able to just go ahead and do a traditional um, you know, shot plays or whatever. It's going to have to probably be some type of double moves, some type of things that, you know, catching some of those uh, defensive backs sleeping um, to take advantage of an opportunity there. And then at the end of the day, guys are going to have to play play. Someone's going to have, someone's going to have to make some type of play, especially on offense. That's going to give some belief to the team that like, Hey, these guys are just a regular football team right there on scholarship, just like we are. Um, and, you know, they're competing for a Big Ten championship just like us. I mean, every time like every time I've, I've been back in, at Iowa and I talk to KF, his favorite his favorite play of mine, um, and I've had I've had a lot of big runs and whatnot, but his favorite play of mine is when we were playing Michigan and, you know, we're down like 10 zip. And it, it was a drive that didn't even end in, in points for us. I think we ended up punting anyway, but it was a play. I ran over two uh, Michigan defenders in, in one play and really kind of got the offense up, got the, the team up in general. And then literally like three plays later, we punt, um, get them down at like the two one yard line, then we get a safety. And then like, that's when kind of that momentum shift started to to happen. And it was just, just little, little plays like that. Like those are things that uh, as a team, you're going to be looking for because it's a mentality thing. And then that's going to give the rest of the team confidence um where as players and as coordinators to go ahead like hey we can go ahead we can be a little bit more aggressive we can do some some different things and we can really go after these guys because they're not superhuman they're regular football players just like us they're on scholarship just like us like those are the things that you know you're really going to be looking for as a as a team um to go ahead and, and pull this game out so tall task we'll get into our picks for the game iowa 21 and a half point underdog currently at FanDuel, and we'll pick all the big games coming up here in college football championship weekend and we continue this is the locked on hawkeyes podcast hey i want to tell you about locked on and what we're doing right now with the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube it's called locked on sports today and it's here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national show is covering every league Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Trent LaShawn back with you one final time on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. LaShawn, here we are as we come to the final week. We got a tight battle here. You are 32-30-3 against the spread. I am 31, 31, and three against the spread. You got a one-game lead on me. You've been hot, though, here lately, though. You are 12 and three over the last three weeks. It's Gold LaShawn's way. You have overtaken me in our season long. So it comes down to this. You ready? 
Yeah, let's go. Let's lock it in. <laughs> All right, here we go. We kick things off as we go through the big ones. All kinds of playoff ramifications in these games, and it starts tonight in the Pac-12. Oregon, a nine and a half point favorite against Washington. The T box is yours, Mister Daniels. You won last week. Who do you got with the Ducks and the Huskies? Yeah, oh man. So this game against the spread, I think, is is interesting. Um, so the Oregon has been playing great football over since they, they played last played Washington um, and Washington on the flip side has been playing good enough football to continue to win. But it's like, it's like they're, they're ripe for, uh, you know, a loss. And then with this being the Pac-12 championship and with it, Oregon having that, that playoffs right in front of them with that sight in mind, I definitely think Oregon is going to win, but I feel like the spread, I feel like the spread, I don't know. It, it, there's something about it that, tells me Washington is going to be able to keep this close and Oregon's not just going to run away with it, um, how, how the spread says it. So give me Washington in the points. I don't think that they pull it off, but I do think that they'll be able to keep it close. You know, this is one that I've heard all throughout the week. People that are not gamblers just baffled by this point spread. And usually when that happens, Vegas knows something here. I'm going back to Vegas knows the game will be <laughs> in Vegas. I'm going to lay it with the Ducks tonight. Give me Oregon minus the nine and a half. We go to the SEC next. It is Georgia against Alabama, the Crimson Tide, getting five and a half. When I look at this game, it has been Georgia, and we've talked about the Bulldogs a lot this season. LaShawn, any time that they've had somebody's attention, they have dominated the football game. Obviously, they are going to have their attention on Alabama on this one. Crimson Tide escaped last week against Auburn. I think it's going to be a good game, but ultimately, I think Georgia pulls away late and wins this one. In fact, it'd be their first ever win against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Another one of those hurdles that Kirby Smart is trying to overcome. I'm going to lay it here. Give me Georgia minus the five and a half. Uh, well, I think we're going to be in agreement here. I think we're gonna, we're in agreement here. Alabama has been so good, though, in the SEC championship game and uh, Nick Saban's tenure there. Just unbelievable. But with how good Georgia has been, especially against the, the ranked teams that they've played, they've been really essentially just dominant, even though Alabama – has really turned a new leaf. I feel like um, in that this last half of the season, I still feel like Georgia is potentially just to be too much in, in this one. And I do feel like that they're going to, again, pull away late, kind of how they did in the national championship game a few, a few years ago. So give me, give me the dogs. Going with the dogs. We got an agreement there. Let's go to the Big 12. We'll get us started on Saturday morning. Texas favored by more of the two touchdowns, 14 and a half. Currently the number at FanDuel against Oklahoma State. Lead us off, LaShawn. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't really see how Oklahoma State pulls this one off. I don't even see how they, to be honest, really, really keep it close. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they've been really hot and cold um, at times throughout the, the season. Um, they've got some they've got some signature wins, but they've got some just brutal losses. And I, especially with knowing how good Texas is, and again, knowing that they are Texas is an outside chance of, of looking at the playoffs, they know that they're going to have to go out and have an extremely good game. Um, and I can see, I will see Texas uh, coming out and playing extremely well. So, so give them a Longhorn. Going with Texas, Ollie Gordon's a stud for Oklahoma State, right? I mean, that that dude, and you love watching running backs. That guy is worth the price of admission. Problem, you can't run against Texas. You're right. Texas is playing at a high level. What they did last week against Tech. I thought was eye-opening what they did pulling away from Iowa State late. However, it's Mike Gundy for me. 
something goofy. He beats Oklahoma in his last opportunity in Bedlam. Last opportunity here against Texas. I think they hang around. I don't know how. It's just a gut feeling here, and I got a big gut. Give me Oklahoma State plus the 14 and a half. We jump over to the ACC. This will be going on at the same time as the Iowa matchup against Michigan. It's Louisville getting two and a half against Florida State. Watch Tate Rodemaker. He's not good. He just isn't. And I would feel terribly for Florida State, obviously a 13 and 0 if they're left out. They're just not one of the four best teams. I hope that Louisville makes it good. Plus, Brom in a big game, we know what he can do in a big game. I think he's going to scheme something up here, and I'm going to take Louisville to win this one outright. I'll take the Cardinal plus the two and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm, kind of, I'm in the same boat. I see this Florida State team, they're, they're talented all over, but at the end of the day, them without Jordan Travis back there uh, at quarterback, is it, they're, they're, they're not the same football team as they've been um, throughout the entire year. And again, you you, you hit it on the nose. Uh, Brahm has been extremely good in, in big games at Purdue, continuing to do it at Louisville, um, even though they did drop a, a tough one <laughs> uh, last week. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're going to come out. They're going to play extremely well. And so they're definitely going to cover um, and potentially even win this football game. And yeah, you, you said it. I don't think Florida State even if they win this game, I don't see them getting into the playoffs just because of their uh, quarterback situation. So give me, give me Louisville. I think they're going to come out and play extremely well. Um, and take on the take, definitely cover the points. So wrapping things up, it is Iowa, Michigan in the big 10 championship game. The Hawkeyes currently 21 and a half is the number uh, team total for the Hawkeyes. sits at six and a half. Uh, there were some things out there about you know, half points, and though they, those have moved up, it was at a half point, literally, uh, for them to score in either the first or the second half earlier this week. There's a ton of props right now out there on FanDuel, but we're just talking about the point spread. Hawkeyes getting 21 and a half, LaShawn. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, it, it really pains me to go against the Hawks. It really does. But... With how good Michigan is and the things that are at stake with them getting Harbaugh back on the sidelines, even though he never really left, but they're getting them back. Everyone's going to be, be jacked up, even though, again, this they, they've been in the championship game this, for the third time in a row now. I think they're, they they understand what, what is at stake, um, being the one seed in the playoffs. Not that it really matters, but um, you do get a guess more favorable matchup, so and I don't really see how Iowa pulls it off, especially knowing how depleted uh, everyone is and all the skill positions. Um, so I don't really see that. I don't really see the path for the Hawks, to be honest. And I and it really does pain me to say it, but give me Michigan and the points. Um, fingers crossed, though, that, that Iowa definitely keeps it close and keeps it in that game. I'm right there with you, and we're on the same side on this one. I just I don't see how Iowa – gets a score unless it's something goofy, unless it's defensively or special teams. This Michigan defense is next level. And a little bit of hope last week against a good run defense in Nebraska. I was able to run the football last week. Going to have to do the same kind of thing there. I could see this one, though. You know, maybe Iowa hanging around. Uh, Harbaugh kind of putting into the box, and it's, say, 13-3 at the half, something like that. But in the second half, defense is probably going to be out there a ton. And I think ultimately Michigan pulls away and gets the cover. We're on the same side there. Two disagreements this week, and we come down to the final week. LaShawn with a one-game lead over me in our season-long contest presented by FanDuel. LaShawn, enjoy the game. We'll talk next week. When we talk next week, we'll know the bowl destination for the Hawkeyes. 
The transfer portal will be open on Monday, which uh, there's already a ton of people in there. We'll have plenty to talk about getting ready for things. We'll talk to you again next week, LaShawn. For sure. Sounds good. Go Hawks. All right. I'm going to get this posted and...